Philanthropy is all about giving to causes that matter to you the most, and by doing so, making a difference in the lives of others. But is this an activity that is reserved just for the super wealthy, or is it possible for the average person to become a philanthropist? What cause tugs at your heart that you wish you could provide funding for? Is there a way, right now, to live your dream with purpose? These are the glaring questions this podcast will explore as we meet everyday people who are stepping up to begin living their philanthropic lifestyle. We'll hear about their cause, why it's important to them, as well as their vision for the future. So let's get inspired, motivated, and learn how we can step into the dream of living our best life with purpose. My name is Nancy Landa. Welcome to Cause Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me on this bonus episode. In this episode, I'm going to share my story and how that led me to creating my first two causes. Yes, I have two, but they are somewhat interlinked. Well, you'll see what I mean. If you listen to the introductory episode, you'll already have heard a bit about me. But in case you haven't had a chance to listen yet, I'll give you a brief overview right now. I'm a 63-year-old mother of three and grandmother of 10. I was a sole caregiver of my elderly parents for nearly 13 years. My mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. I'm passionate about natural health solutions, interior, exterior, and landscape design, and I absolutely love the transformation process. I'm proud to be a U.S. Navy veteran, entrepreneur, marketer, a philanthropist in training, as well as podcast host of this new podcast you are listening to right now. I'm always learning new things and stepping outside my comfort zone because that's where personal growth happens. I believe that through our greatest struggles in life is where God does his greatest work through us. Now, I grew up in Connecticut in a middle-class family of five. I was the middle child with an older sister and a younger brother. My dad had 30 days of vacation every year, and we went on several cross-country camping trips as a family. By the time I was 17, I had seen 38 states. On one day... In late February of 1973, we had gotten home from school, and my sister and I were bugging our brother to get going on his paper route like we always did. Well, he finally left, and a few minutes later, we heard a loud banging on our back door. My sister and I figured it was the neighborhood kids that often bugged us, so we ignored it for a bit. But the banging persisted, so I finally went to the door and opened it. It was one of the neighbor's kids. He said, Bobby's been hit by a car. I ran up to the road where I saw my brother laying, covered with a blanket up to his neck. His head looked fine, but he was unconscious. I called out to him a few times, but he did not respond, of course. Now, there were people gathered all around him, and a woman put her arm around me and led me back to the house. My parents were not home. Mom worked at a department store at the mall several towns away, and my dad was on his way home from work. The ambulance finally came and took my brother to the hospital. Shortly after that, my dad arrived home. I watched out the window as the neighbor's um, kid's father put his hand on my dad's shoulder as he told my dad what happened while he got out of his car. Mom arrived home, and she and dad went to the hospital. Four hours later, my 14-year-old brother died on the operating table from internal injuries. I was 16 years old and watched my family mourn. It was the only time I ever saw my dad cry. My parents had each other. My sister had a boyfriend, so I thought I had to be the strong one in the family. I prayed harder than ever the day of the funeral. I didn't think I could handle seeing my little brother laid out in a casket. 
I prayed all the way to the funeral home. By the time we got there, I had the sense of peace that just washed over me. That peace came from knowing I'd see him again in heaven. My brother Bobby was the only one to carry on the family name, so his passing really hit my family pretty hard, especially my dad. We quickly learned not to mention my brother's name out of fear that it would make them cry again. We took a family trip to Florida for a couple of weeks. It was one of the toughest times as a family we ever had, and we tried to find each find our own way to go on living without Bobby. Now, there was an older home in our town that underwent an exterior renovation, and that renovation made such a huge impression on me. Before the renovation, the home looked rather, well, unremarkable. I mean, it was okay, nothing impressive really. But after the um, owners changed elements of the exterior, such as the siding color and the trim, and I think they replaced the windows too, it stood out and looked absolutely beautiful. I wondered why I'd never noticed this house before. It was at that moment when I fell in love with the transformation process. In fact, I took an interior design course in high school and loved every minute of it. However, I had been talking about being a nurse for years up to that point. So, when I graduated from high school, off to nursing school I went. However, I was probably more excited about designing my dorm room than nursing. I had so much fun selecting colors and those little personal elements that go into making a dorm room your own. Alas, after two years of the three-year nursing program, I left. It just wasn't for me, but I couldn't quite bring myself to tell my parents that. So I joined the Navy. <laughs> I was going to get my nursing degree through the Navy, I told my parents. Instead, I met and married my first husband, and we started a family. All throughout my 20s and 30s, I bought every house plan book I could find and spent hours going through the plans while mentally designing each room. The perfect plan had to have a space for my parents in the event that they needed a help in their later years. Now, after two failed marriages, I went to college to study interior design. I loved the art classes as well as all the marketing classes that I took. I felt privileged to be there as an adult student. I actually did very well. I was focused and interested in learning. So I also developed an intense interest in natural health solutions and shared them with my parents when I discovered them. Now, fast forward to when I turned 50. My parents were in trouble. Dad was nine years older than Mom, with his own set of medical issues, including congestive heart failure, two knee replacements, and high blood pressure. He had undergone a five-way bypass in his mid-70s, and now he was in his late 80s. He was mentally very sharp, but his body was deteriorating. Mom had an entirely different set of issues that became apparent. Physically, she was strong, but she was struggling with her memory. We discovered she had Alzheimer's disease. A year and a half later, their home on Cape Cod, Massachusetts was sold, and I bought an older home in South Carolina to take care of them in. That home needed some renovations, however, so while they stayed in a nearby hotel, I began making renovations on the house. It was the perfect house for us because it gave them their own TV room, their own bedroom and bathroom all on the first floor. Now, I had limited funds to work with and initially only concentrated on the living areas where my parents would be affected. It was overwhelming, but I enjoyed the transformation process. I moved my parents in 30 days later. And they loved living here with me. 
my dad would often tell me, you found a real treasure here, Nancy. He helped me install shelving in the newly created pantry. I think he was happy to be useful, and it's a memory I treasure to this day. We all spent hours on the front porch, and I had some very memorable conversations with my dad that are just precious memories now. My dad passed away in late 2010. He was weeks away from his 94th birthday. That left me to care for mom pretty much on my own. Her Alzheimer's worsened after dad passed. He was her anchor, and without him around, she was like a ship without a rudder. It was the hardest time of my entire life. It was necessary to change the way I did things to accommodate the things that became hard for her. So things were constantly changing, it seemed. She passed away in 2018 after losing a battle with a bladder infection and contracting the flu. She was less than a month from her 92nd birthday. Now I had great plans for this home. It was built in the late 1800s. I have had a vision for what it could I could do with the place since I first saw it. Which brings me to my first cause. It is to complete the renovation on this home as a memorial to my parents. I wouldn't even have this place if it wasn't for them. And I would like to complete the vision given to me in their memory. The house needs to be completely rewired. The first floor was done before moving my parents in, but the upstairs needs to still be done. An updated heating and cooling system is needed. The commercial-sized greenhouse on the property needs a complete overhaul, as does the barn. This home sits on two and a half acres with many pecan and camellia trees. There's something blooming nearly year-round here. There are 23 windows that need to be replaced, and the exterior walls have no insulation. I would like to replace those windows and the aluminum siding with a more durable solution so that insulation can be added when that is done. The front porch also needs to be rebuilt. I won't go into all the items on the renovations list, but those are the major ones. Now, when I was growing up, we had a letter T on the outside of our home, above the garage. It was designed by my mother, who was an artist, and by my dad, a tool and die maker, he made it. So you see, our last name was Taylor. When I was cleaning out their home on the Cape, I found it, and I brought that T here with us. That will be the crowning touch on this home. When that is finally in place after the renovations are completed, that will memorialize my wonderful parents, the last home they lived in, and their wonderful memories of their last years here. It will take a very large amount of funding for this cause, and these renovations will take quite a bit of time to complete. As time permits, perhaps in two to three years, I want to make use of the commercial-sized greenhouse and the acreage here to create a community garden where the surrounding community can contribute their time or their money to receive fresh produce. I'd also like to donate fresh produce to the local food banks as well. I believe communities can come together to help each other. So that is my first cause, to finish what I started so many years ago, and a way to memorialize my wonderful parents through that process. There's something special about putting the T on the house exterior. In a way, it also memorializes my brother, whose life was cut short. In this very small way, the Taylor name can be carried on. Now, I'll release another bonus episode soon where I'll reveal my second cause, so be sure to be on the lookout for that. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and were inspired by the content that was presented. Don't forget to click the subscribe button so you'll be notified as soon as new episodes are available. For more information about anything on today's show, head on over to causetalkradio.com. Click on the podcast link where you'll find all the information covered on today's podcast, including links 
for easy navigation.